think you're gonna have to be gentle. We're gonna have to go very slow. Get ready for an hour of comedy that hits the G spot. I'm single and I am railing dicks left, right, center right now. This is a safe space for anyone who's horny for comedy. I've come making out with a girl. The sun may be going down, but we are heating things up. I need jizz. I need semen. You know what's funny about sex? Everything. Okay, if a butthole and a penis were in a fire, and you could only save one of them, which are you saving? I'd probably save a penis. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But that poor butthole. Welcome to After Hours with Zach Noe Towers. Welcome, welcome, welcome to After Hours with me, Zach Noe Towers. The handsome, incredibly funny. Hi, Matt Rogers. Listen, I'm. I was just gonna ask you, like, first of all, thank you for having me. Oh like, my God. do people just sort of launch into their own answer of that question? Like, if you could save a penis or a butthole, because now I feel like that's a prompt right up top that we like have to get everyone. It should be, and it really does divide people. Yeah, it's an icebreaker. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess that you would say penis. No, butthole. Yeah, I would save a butthole. Huh? No, no, no. You know what, butthole. Because here's the thing. Okay, actually, wait. So between a penis and a butthole. Yeah. Well, the thing. Mm. Yeah, you see? Now that you start really unpacking it, it gets much more it's difficult. It's a philosophical argument. Are you bottom shaming? Or. I'm sort of. So I don't know if we've talked about this lately. I know we haven't. You and I? I no, we haven't talked about this I can this guarantee lately. whatever you're about to say. We haven't spoken about. Yeah. So in my like late 20s, I was sort of like really topping my way through America. Good now I can, I, I'm a you can't big top. old bottom. Nice. It's, it's not that I can't top. It's just that it's so much more exciting to bottom once you figure out how to do it. Sure. You know what I mean? And I, I know you see, do. I, <laughs> I top. No, I, you. I no, do. I just want you to know. He goes, I top and put his hands on his hips like he was like an Olsen twin. And by the way, Olsen twins don't top either. No. I've never seen such pillow princesses. I bet um, Elizabeth Olsen is a top, though. She's topping me every week on WandaVision. <laughs> I miss WandaVision. You know, WandaVision. Oh, wait, we can't talk about it. Oh, shit. The strike. Can't talk about it. Maybe this will come out after it ends. We, you know? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Fran, get on it. I was going to say, there is nothing like an orgasm while you're being fucked in the butt. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually unbelievable. So my favorite, I, I haven't figured out how to come when I'm being fucked doggy, but I loved being fucked doggy. Sure. I can absolutely rocket to the sky when I'm riding a dick. And when missionary, no, I won't even be hard. I'm just like, ow, 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 ow. <laughs> well, anytime I, like, my legs are like up against my body, it, it's not conducive to even no. accessing your, your dick in a profound way. Right. I also feel like I have to look the worst version of myself <laughs> when I'm on my back, like... With legs up, legs like, on the shoulder. You have to think about like what's getting rolled roll. up. Like I, I, and then you see porn, and you see some of these people, and they're just like, they have these perfect, insane bodies when they're on their back, uh-huh. and I'm like, fuck off. Fuck. And all of a sudden, I'm distracted and angry instead of horny and aroused. You're leaving comments. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> body I, shaming. But this sucks. Why does? Why do you have a perfect body? It's like this is porn. Isn't that what you wanted? Isn't this what you came for? <laughs> Oh, wait, for those of you who don't know or are not in the know, Matt Rogers is an incredible comedian. He's one of the hosts of Las Culturistas. It's he was on the, the hit show, I Love That For You, which I love. Thank you. And they took it off streaming. What? 
It's one of the. It's one of those things one of those that came off streaming. Victims of it's like you tax hear, cuts or yeah, something. I don't know what the fuck it is. I, that and honestly, that sentence could go for the entire entertainment industry right now. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it is. I have no answers. Right. All I know is if you want to watch it, you can't. Wow, which sucks. And I feel like I can talk about that, and I'm not scabbing because I'm not promoting it because you can't watch it. You can't watch, watch it. it, bitch. You can't. You can try. Watch it. Um, thank you, you can... though. I thank you for thanks for liking the show. Oh yeah, I loved. I lo- I mean, Molly Shannon. You, uh, Vanessa Bayer, like it was all Jennifer Lewis. It was like a can't miss. It had all the ingredients, and I was just like, so what happened? And I think it was just one of those things where it's just like, sometimes that's just the way it goes. Like it can really feel good and right, and then it is, and then for whatever reason, it just doesn't happen. And then you actually watch TV, and some of the stuff that does pop off, you're like, huh? What? Her? Truly. And when I say her, I do mean like a whole show. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Lost season eight. You're like, yeah. what? we didn't her? need this. Her? Yeah. You left me for her? Like, what was happening in the last seasons of Lost? A whole other podcast starts. Um, I used to think I, did you actually watch Lost? No. Okay, then we can't get I into- I watched the first episode. Really? Yeah. So if I say the words Sawyer and Jack, do you know the guys I'm talking about? That immediately went to like Mark Twain in my head. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. So then I'll just say this in a vacuum for everyone out there who does know what I mean. I used to think I wanted to get fucked by Jack, and now I know I want to get fucked by Sawyer. (laughs) (laughs) And that's growing up. (laughs) And that's why never say you have a type, because you actually don't know what your type is. You don't have a type. No one has a type. You have like you have a, biases, yes, and cravings maybe. Yeah, we all Wait, want different things. So different is times. the first guy you listed the the star of the show? Jack was played by Matthew Fox, and he was like a doctor on the show, okay. and he was very like the lead, the protagonist, and yeah. the, like the good guy, like he was like the hero. And then Sawyer was like he had long hair and like. A little bit of a body that says like, yeah, I eat fast food sometimes. Fuck you. Oh, and like, you know what I mean? And like, sort of like the bad boy vibes uh-huh, and like very uh-huh. anti-hero. And I was always like, no, not him. But now I know. <laughs> I know for a fact that there's actually nothing more than I want to be bred by a guy like that. <laughs> if his cum is lost, you can find it you in me. You can Matt. find it in me. And then the show would just be over. It's like, oh, well, we solved it. Mystery solved. Matt's leaking. Yeah, next exactly. Week on yeah. Lost. Like it's. Remember, like the. Do you guys watch Lost? <laughs> okay, so now I'm turning to the crew. The, such... <laughs> I'm like, I know these guys watch Lost. So like that, that, that like sound, like. Was that the fog monster or whatever? The fog monster, the smoke monster. Sorry, sorry. He, he made canceled. a noise. He made a noise like this. <laughs> he, he made like a chain a link train? noise. He sounded like sort of a choo-choo train, and they never explained that. And they never explained ninety percent of what was introduced in that show, and which is why we to. don't watch it. Yeah, and that's where I, we're on strike right now. <laughs> this is why we strike. <laughs> okay, um, the first segment on the show, yeah. is called "This Just In and Out and In Again." It's sex in the news. Me in Vegas last weekend. <laughs> Wait, were you at BravoCon? I went to BravoCon. I went. So get this. I know we're supposed to do the segment. Oh, it's okay. I went to go see Usher on Friday night. And I said, the energy I can only describe as everyone in the audience would willfully get an STD from oh, Usher. Oh, sure. And then I went to BravoCon the next day. Same energy. Same vibe. <laughs> and then I went to Adele on Saturday night. Oh my God. And she could give me an STD too. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Wait, did you get railed in Vegas? I, I Get this. I never do group sex unless I'm in Vegas. 
And I've had group sex twice in Vegas. I don't even know where I would find group sex in Vegas. Piranha. Oh. That's where you find group sex in Vegas. Is that where the group, so Piranha is a popular gay club on kind of like out, uh, off yeah. the strip. It's off the strip. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so did you did you cast the group there? And then go to a location? Yeah. I okay. cast the group there, and then we went back to uh, sort of uh, the set. which First was screen test. Which was the win encore, <laughs> which is where I was staying. And so, uh, yeah, we all, they actually, it was it was straight to series. It, there was no, there was no callbacks. I was just like, these are the guys. We went Zen. back. It was less a foursome and more like me and the one guy and his husband and my friend. Oh. Wait, what a good friend to... Do you, do you have sex with this friend? I d- used to have sex with this friend. Okay. okay. And now it's sort of the thing where it's just like, we're down to be in horny situations together. That's so support. That's community. Yeah, it's community. That's the gay community. Um, Are you single right now? I am. Okay. So I do want to tell on my producer, Joe, yeah. who remembers out of the thousands of people that have come cr- across his desk, you coming in- As it in, were. Yes. <laughs> On the casting couch, you coming into a show here and you were like, I met the love of my life. I'm going to marry this person. I can't talk about it on air, but blah, 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 blah. So can we get like the exciting conclusion to that? Oh, that's so funny. What show was I on that that happened? I think I remember this. What a joke. The excited, yeah, it might have been. The exciting conclusion is um, very soon after that it ended. (laughs) (laughs) And in in a way that was like, so bad and I was so heartbroken about it because I don't, so I, I've actually, this is and this is not a flex, it's just this is the way it's worked out. I had never really been dumped in my life or if I had, I just didn't care. Sure. This was the first time where someone was breaking up with me and it ruined me. You didn't want to be broken no, up with. No, no, and actually there was a whole lot of other things going on and I, I didn't understand and it was just like, we had made so many plans and everything. And like, I really like the things that we were saying to each other, the way we were acting with each other. And then all of a sudden this whole other thing. And it just ended very quickly in a way where I got so depressed that for actually a lot of this year, I was in the hole. Like I had to get on Lexapro. Like I had to, you know, do all these things I had never done before because of, you know, going through that. And so now, uh, yes, I'm single. And also, sort of scared to engage with that again. Engage with feelings. Yeah. I love that your doctor prescribed you Lexapro and group sex in Vegas. <laughs> she, I would say, I don't know how happy she's going to be about that. <laughs> I do, I will see her tomorrow and I'll sort of tell her about it and she'll be like, okay. We can just under the raw audio from this show. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Exactly. Wow, she's... Joe, way to bring that up. <laughs> it's so such sorry. a sore subject. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I would have loved... Nothing more than to be here and be like, here's my ring. Because we did talk about being engaged at this time of year. Oh my. That's wait, wait. just like what it is. I mean, like when your feelings are get so carried away. Yeah. Are you like this where it's like you, it's and it, it's just like, I, I'm never really traditionally like this, but this I let take me all the way. Well, it's fun to dabble in that. Yeah. But no, the I'm euphoria of it all. Yes, NRE, new relationship energy, basically. You're in a new relationship? No, 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 no. Oh. Although I did just go on a date with a married couple, and that's the first time I've ever done that. Really? And it was a lot of fun. I'm interested in the not really, but like I'm not I'm not as no on that as I used to be. Dating a, a married couple? Or yeah, because couple? I feel like at this point I'm like 
uh, this is what I'm saying. It's like yeah. it's hard for me to think about committing to the one person right now because I I got out of something recently that I couldn't have been more sure about, and so now it's like, how do I ever engage again with something? Because I'll never genuine, be that confident in a genuine again. way. Yeah, you're like, uh, or when you do feel that way, you're like, wait, yeah. I felt this before. And was it like a rug pull moment? Like, was it like, or did you see it coming? And I it- would say I started to feel a little bit differently about it in the week leading up to it happening, and then it happened, and I couldn't actually believe how fast it was happening. Uh, I thought it was just like, I thought it was just like a, a tiny moment, sure. but then it was like. The whole thing. And then, like I said, there was a lots of other stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was it was just like, yeah, I mean, now at this point, I'm like, I think what's so heartbreaking about when you break up with someone that you really, really are into is you realize how much you want that. Of course. And then it's like half the missing the person and half missing being in the situation. So that's kind of like where I've been at all year. Okay. And I'm I'm dating again. Yeah. But I almost feel bad doing it because I'm like, am I doing it in good faith? You're like going through the motions almost. Right. It's almost feeling like, like I'll have like a nice first date or whatever. And then it's also weirder. Like now I'm in my like mid thirties. It's like guys don't want to just go home and fuck on the first date anymore. Sure. It's not like being in my like mid twenties, late twenties where it was you like get a little drunk, you get a little drunk, whatever, do the thing. Now it's kind of like, Every guy has boundaries all of a sudden. Sure. And I'm like, okay, I guess. Sure. Talk stock options and yeah, like right. 401k almost. And I was like, I just did that and it flopped. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking for a kind of 20s, uh, like drinky, drinky. I'm, I'm looking to like mess around. Like, yeah. And, and so that's, I guess, where I'm at is it's like, I know I deeply want this thing. And I think because I'm so afraid to get hurt again, yeah. I'm like wanting to be frivolous. But a lot of guys, don't want to be frivolous. They, not really. Or at least guys like your age. Yeah. Is are you primarily attracted to guys your age? It's I'm not primarily attracted to any one thing. What I will say is I get a little weird about dating guys like much younger than yeah, me. Yeah. Because I was a young guy who dated someone much older than me, and I know it fucked me up. I bet. Your brain isn't fully it. formed. Yeah. I was 19 dating oh the my guy God. that I lost my virginity to was 30. Oh. And he was and he was my boss. What? We have a case here. I know. We have a lawsuit, a Bruin. Yeah. Wait, um, were you were like a twink? I would say I was a pretty solid twink until I was like 26, 27. Sure. And then it really changed hard. <laughs> like I okay, I don't know if you saw this, but like Troy Sivan recently said that his go-to pregame song was 212 by Azalea Banks. And she clapped back at him by saying, Fuck you! Stop being condescending, you expired twink. And I was like, "There's something about the words expired twink which is so, so valid, harsh, <laughs> <laughs> and I and so valid. I know for me, yeah. Like I'm walking around here, and I know that what happened when I left the girl at the desk. She said under her breath, "Expired twink." <laughs> I know it. I know it. There's a shelf life. I'm going to leave this room and everyone's going to be like, that expired twink was, I mean, Matt Rogers was great. He was a great guest. That's a good special title too. Expired twink. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Just claim it before anyone can label it with Copyright, copyright, copyright. I'm literally sorry. I know there's a segment. Is there? (laughs) (laughs) That's how I feel about our podcast. I'm like. "Mm." This is the thing. Uh, At the end of the day, I want this podcast to be around like sex positivity and funny, talented people like being funny and talented. Well, I'm so happy that 
maybe we have one of those things right now. Hopefully I've come in here and been funny and gifted. You've been fucking delightful and wonderful. Gifted, like. But what's the segment? Oh, it's sex in the news. Let's do it. Okay, so the first article is about Meta's new AI dating coach being prude. Have you heard of this? So Meta has an AI dating coach and it's too it's too prude. If you bring up a kink, it'll be like, uh, let's not talk about that. Okay, well, that's not gonna work. It's not. People are clamoring for them to shut Carter down. Can we say something? <laughs> like the fact that it came from Meta, like, why did we think it was gonna be good at uh, all? Uh, like who who ultimately at the top of this? Like Zuckerberg? Like, there's no one I'd ever want to fuck less. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that. Knowing that he's actually got a fat ass. <laughs> Have you seen those pictures of Zuckerberg surfing? He's like thick. He's a thick, like from the neck, neck down. He's like a butterface. <laughs> but I know he's not nailing puss. No. no. So why would I want his AI to tell me what to do? Truly, the way I would get flagged trying to be sexual on uh, on any sort of Facebook platform yeah. is... Remarkable. It's you know if you ever um, on Instagram if you ever put up a story like and you even like hint at saying something no. a little too sexy or a little too like something that might be seen as degrading like like you can't like repost a, repost a story and be like hey bitch or whatever uh-uh. like they'll be like this is this is derogatory yeah. language and shit like this has been reported. People like people who say this often get <laughs> flagged. Yeah, flagged. yeah, flagged. yeah. Uh huh. And you're like shut up. Flag it. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Flaggett. <laughs> You're squishy big bottom boss. Um, He's the worst. All right. So second story. Woman devastated after Google Maps shows boyfriend cheating on her. Google Maps. So she, she what? So she went on Google and she was like tracking her boyfriend? Yeah, it looks like she spotted a Google car going past her house taking photos and decided to check out the route the car took for its street view service. She winds up looking, she sees her boyfriend through the window with uh, his head on the lap of another woman. Oh! Yeah. Eating her out. Eating that fucking wait, Google wait, wait. puss. So, so let me ask, you said they were in the car? No, so the Google car was driving around taking pictures. So she went to see what the street view photos were. I thought that there was a street view (laughs) picture of a car going by and she saw a woman driving and her husband eating her out. bobbing up and down. Have you ever like gotten head or given head while in the car? When I was 16 and it was not even that great then. No, because you're nervous and concerned the whole time. Of course, you're going to bite their fucking dick off or something. My ex gave me a hand dry while we were driving on the freeway. To Vegas? No, we were just, I think we were just going home. Whoa. Like, And I was so fucking, like, this is when we had just started dating and we were like super horny for each other. And I was just like sitting in the passenger seat and I like whipped my dick out and he like jacked me off. And I knew we were risking death. (laughs) So can you imagine getting your pussy eaten while you're behind the wheel on the 405? The angle alone, I haven't eaten much pussy in my life, but to get to it from a seat- Wait, when you say you haven't eaten much pussy- None, actually, yeah. Are you what- A negligible amount. Yeah, I I, I hate this, but like- Gold star. The gold star- I've rubbed a vagina over jeans. <laughs> so whatever that is, like that's at least a point of a star. I'm going to give that, I'm going to give that like rounding first almost. As, no, actually no. I'm going to give that second base. Okay. Rubbing a puss or over a jean. I'm like running and they're throwing the ball back and forth and I'm like trying to go between bases safely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know were, I mean? you were in uh like a, like a dramatic infield situation. Yes. Got it. Um, I've never, ever, ever. Come even close. 
I've made out with girls and I met my first girlfriend in high school. We were dating for like two and a half months and we would have the same date every week. We would go to Applebee's for lunch on Sunday. Okay, I'm horny. I'm literally, the three cheese chicken panna. <laughs> I was a Southwest, a Southwest rap person. I know, I know yeah. your type of girl. <laughs> um, so I would have the three cheese chicken penne and I would get so tired after eating it that I would start to fall asleep and she would be mad at me for falling asleep on Sunday afternoon lunch at um, Applebee's. And I would drive her home and I would park in front of her house in my 1995 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo dark green. That's kind of a hot car actually. It really was. High school boy hot? Yeah, that's hot. I, and I was like, um, unfortunately, I actually was the captain of the track team and prom king. Stop. So I was really, I could send you a picture. Like, Please do. I was like an American, uh, Abercrombie, I grew up on Long Island, so it was very like. You were like a cliche vibe. almost. Very that. And everyone was striving to be that cliche. And so I achieved that. And my girlfriend was the, tra was the track captain of the girls team. Uh -huh. So we were like kind of like an it couple. But wow. we were we nothing would ever go on. So I would drive her, I would drop her off, and for about 15, 20 seconds, we'd make out in front of her house. So this was going on for like two and a half months. And I eventually said, like, I should try something, or she's gonna think I'm gay. Totally. And so I tried to like feel her up, and she slapped my hand away from her breast and said, We are never doing that. And I said, I knew you were the right girl for me. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we made sense. Wait, is she a lesbian? In now life? I would say no, but like that I think would sort of be an iconic move for her. Totally. She was very much like a taskmaster. Sure. And I think she she would be like a sort of Kyle Richards lesbian right now. Okay. You know what I mean? Like lipstick lesbian. Sure, 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 but sure. But like sure. who runs the show. Yes. Wow. Center Diamond. How lucky for you. It was a good thing until it was a bad thing. Okay. And then I was just like, I really am bored on these dates at Applebee's. <laughs> like- Honestly, even me in high school, like I knew I didn't want to go further with a girl, but I wanted to do something. Sure. You're you know still I mean? a horny boy. I'm still a horny boy. And so it never happened with me with any girls. And then I was, I didn't hook up with anyone my whole first year of college either, Whoa. guys or girls. And then I came out sophomore year of college and hooked up with my boss. And then I was a whore. This is actually a perfect transition moment to the okay. next segment, which is getting juicy with Matt Rogers. Okay. Love it. We're going to talk about the juiciest aspects of your sexual journey. Okay. Do you remember the first thing that made you horny? Yeah. The first thing that ever made me horny was that also the first thing that, so we were talking off air about NSYNC and Justin Timberlake. Mm. And I remember, um, I think I was in fourth grade and NSYNC was so huge. So big. And I remember all the girls in my class were talking about Justin Timberlake. And I remember I got so like irrationally angry. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, he's not good. He sucks. Like his hair sucks. He, he sucks. Like I don't like him. Like I don't like him at all. Come to find out I was mm, driven crazy with horniness for him. I was so hard for him. And I think like it might've been either him or JC. JC yeah. to me was infinitely hotter he was. than any of the guys in the group. He was hotter, but also Justin had that like star quality. Obviously. That like was so sexy and horny. And also, I don't know, like remember the tearing up my heart video? Like Justin Timberlake is in like a white, mm -hmm. I, I know now to call it a tank top. We would used to call, have called it a wife beater. And then you hear those words escape your mouth. Like, and I'm like, whoa, we were traumatized. <laughs> um, but he was in the white tank, like on the bed in the tearing up my heart video probably 16, and looking 
so hot to me. Like someone, a man. Yeah, like a now man. Now he looks like a child, if you right. go back and watch. Which is really kind of sick. Dicey. Dicey. And so, uh, but at the time, I was just like, oh my God, he was like a heartthrob. Yes. And so, it was one of them that was like my first ever like time I jacked off. And then it was it was like um, that I had a neighbor who came over to my house one time, and we were playing in my pool, and uh, I was like 11. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I you had a pool, above had, ground or in ground? I had an in-ground pool, actually. Whoa! Yeah, we had an in-ground pool. And you were prom king? It, I lived a fabulous existence. I would have had full <laughs> sexual fantasies about you. That's that's, that's what I was going for. Par for the course, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, like, you I, nailed it. I really, but it, at this time, I was like, I was going to bed that night after my friend left, and I remember like getting into bed, and I was thinking to myself, like, I love my friend. Like, I'm so happy he came over. Like, that was such a fun day. Like, love Matt. Like, I love my friend. I love his back. (laughs) I love his back. Like, I love, I really want to touch his back. Like, I really, I would love to rub my dick on his back. I am gay. And I remember looking out the window and it was like, um, a lot of people are different about this. Like, they're like, I didn't realize it was gradual, et cetera. For me, it was a vivid moment where it was just like, oh, and I never forgot it because honestly, I was so terrified. Sure. And that was the first thing that I like can really vividly remember as like a horny gay moment. I also associate with, and I'll, I'm sure I'll unpack this with my therapist. I'll see tomorrow at some point, <laughs> but with terror, with fear. Interesting. So it was like, and then after that, I was like, no, never mind. Was trying to force myself to jack off to girls. Okay, yeah. And then it was just like, it feels so much better to think about boys when you jack off. Totally. And then I was like, yeah, I was I was pretty much horny for everything. Wow. Everything male. Yeah, yeah. From yeah. that point on, I was like, <laughs> damn. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you even said you already talked about this a little bit. Do you remember the first time you came? Mm-hmm. And get this. I remember the song that was playing. What? It was um uh it was Come, my lady, come, come, no. my lady. Get my butterfly, sugar, sugar baby. baby. Come, my lady. Is that my... Crazy Town. Oh, Crazy Town. It was Butterfly by Crazy Town. And then I know what you're going to... Th- O-Town? I was going to say Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray, that was also happening at that time, but yes. also My Liquid Dreams. Oh, my... That was a big O-Town. one. O-Town, yeah, 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 yeah. And I didn't even know they were singing about thing. come. No. Because who would think that? But they were. Yes. And in fact, so were we, singing along. <laughs> But those were like the, I, I remember it was, I, so when I first started jacking off, I wasn't really jacking off. I was like fucking my pillows. Sure, sure. Hump, hump, hump. So hump. I'm pumping my pillows. And I remember I used to absolutely desecrate these pillows. <laughs> and then one day they would just be gone. No. And I realized my mother had found them. And they were crusty, crusty, chippy, chippy, stiffy, stiffy. So later on in life when I saw that scene in Bridesmaids where, um, where the woman's the like, I broke a blanket in, in half. half. Do you understand what I'm saying? I was actually really happy that that happened because I was like, oh good, it's not just me. It's a universal experience. Yes, because of course when you're that age, you're thinking to yourself like, I'm broken sexually. I know this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Shame, 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 shame. <laughs> On top of just the shame of being a gay kid. Totally. But now, thank you, Wendy McClendon, Wendy McClendon Covey yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for making it clear. <laughs> That lots of young men around the world were fucking their household. Yes, products. Products. Um, I was going to say the first thing I put in my butt was a Sharpie from like the common room 
jar. You so know? you were putting things up your butt at that age? Um, so you were always like anally fixated. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> and no, I'm actually still not anally fixated, but I was anally like curious. I was never anally curious until I was like 30 years old. Really? <laughs> you no. Know? In fact, my first boyfriend and I, this sucks, but like we dated for two and a half years. Uh-huh. I think we had sex twice. Because, like, I could not wrap my head around. Getting fucked? Getting fucked. It was, was like, something I could not. I remember, like, when I even when I was younger, like, my cousin and I were just messing around on the computer and we searched, like, gay porn. Sure. And the first time I ever saw an image of someone's dick going into someone's ass, I was like, no. That can't be real. That's not. Because I did know I was gay at that point. Sure. And I remember being like, no, Michael, no. (laughs) This is my my future? My cousin, Michael, I was like, no. They don't do that. They don't do that. He was, and he turned to me and he goes, "Yeah, that's how gay guys have sex." <laughs> yeah, and then I remember, that's how gay like, guys it's like sex. one of those moments where it's like you sort of become really hard without knowing it. And I remember I was hard and I like touched my dick, and he goes to me, "If you're hard right now, that means you're gay." <laughs> and I was like, "I'm not hard." Yeah, fully I hard. Was. I Wait, was. what's his bitch ass doing looking at the gay porn too? I think he was just, it was just Curious. Like, it was curiosity, yeah. It was just like, when you realize you have access to the internet, uh, and also you realize you're like a, you know, you're becoming like aware of your own sexuality, sure. you want to know the information. I, I know for a fact that's what it is. I just went to his straight wedding. Also, because you were around for the birth of the internet. like you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so- we went from having such scarce access to porn to like a library of porn and you didn't even know what you were going to get half the time. You were just searching things, downloading clips, like seeing what popped up and then you were like sifting through the garbage. It was literally, it was like the trove of wonders. It yeah. was like, what is sex? Uh-huh. And I'm that is honestly how I found out about a lot of it. It wasn't from my parents telling me, certainly not. I was going to say perfect segue what was the vibe on sex and gay in your household? Mm. I mean, I remember I wasn't allowed to watch MTV because my mother- Undressed? Would, would, yeah, like all that shit. Like I, I was like, Spring Break was like a really like horny oh, like, show ah! that I loved watching. But I remember it seemed to be that every single time my mother would walk in the room and I was watching MTV, like something was pixelated. Oh, or sure. Like something horny was happening. Yeah. And she was like, you are not to watch this. So I remember she said I could watch VH1. Oh. Which at the time, so if you don't remember this, like like VH1, like back in the 90s, mm-hmm. was more like adult contemporary. Sophisticated music Sophisticated music-based. sensuality, sexuality. Mm-hmm. So the kinds of things I was like watching to inform my sexuality and like things I thought were hot were like Shania Twain. Celine Dion videos. Draped in like a wool blanket on the beach with like her shoulders exposed. Yep. You know what I mean? And I was like, this is <sighs> sensuality. Because I wasn't allowed to watch like horny shit. But I was allowed to watch like adult just sexuality. Slow jerking to like yeah. a shoulder. Just like with the light R&B music on in the background. <laughs> like the horniest, most crass shit I would see was like whatever Janet Jackson would put out. Sure. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, I remember I would watch like, there's this one Blink-182 video called Feeling This. Mm. I'm and feeling this. I'm feeling this. And there's like a horny part of that video where two teens that are like in prep school outfits like uh-huh. start making out and taking their clothes off. And I thought it was the hottest thing I had ever seen because it was like young people like that were as horny as I were like sure. interacting with each other. So for me, it was like all 
secret. It was all like, and they they let me have a TV in my room, and Ooh. then it, the the fucking jig was up. Yes, like I how I watch Howard Stern when he was on E. Whoa, and you know uh, what I mean? And it was like we're bringing in a model today, and she's we're gonna use the Sibian on her. She's gonna catch hot dogs with her. Yeah, tits. we're gonna we're gonna see how many oranges uh, <laughs> she can she put, can in, put her in her pussy. We're not gonna tell them they're rocks. You know what I mean? It's it's like it's like all that shit. <laughs> and so we're gonna blindfold her. You know, she doesn't know the, the oranges are getting around. bigger. These are mandarin oranges. They're bigger. <laughs> Um, and like, I just remember like all that. And so my like sexuality very much happened like within like the like, fit, like 16 square foot feet of my room. Of course. You know what I mean? And the gay stuff, you know, it was, my parents have always been like Democrats and like accepting people. Like I never thought of them as like anything other than loving towards me, but just the cultural vibe was like, not don't. great. I just remember like, Eminem was on the radio when we were that age. You know what I mean? Like literally saying faggot. Totally. On the radio. Will and Grace said faggot. Yeah. Like I remember just like that was such an acceptable word to just throw around to the point where like he was the biggest pop star in the world and he was, because he was a pop star. I mean, he's he's for sure a quote unquote rapper. Oh no. But he was on FM radio. He was all oh, over the VMAs. All like over. He, was, he was a pop star. And so, you know, to hear that word so normalized, like it was just, you were constantly afraid. So it was less my parents being like, gay sucks, and more the world being like, gay sucks. Truly. You know? And what has changed, really, other than Eminem being dethroned as the prince of pop? Isn't it funny? Like, he can't get arrested anymore. Like, no one cares. <laughs> no one cares. Who cares? I remember they brought him out for the Oscars a few years ago, like, and I was like, who cares? <laughs> Is this what you think people care about? We're like, we don't. No one cares. Um, what he did you... have a fat ass to Eminem. Did Eminem would have been a superstar bottom. <laughs> <laughs> he would have, and he was always showing it. I don't recall seeing his ass. I remember because he was such a terrorizer. Sure. I was like, always like a little bit horny for him. Yeah. And he was always like showing his butt off. If you Google it, there's tons of images of Eminem just like mooning huh. and like showing his ass. Yeah. That's rebellious. Actually, do you remember, this reminds me, you remember Girls Gone Wild? Yeah. Do you remember Guys Gone Wild? I mean, no. Oh, really? Was there a Guys Gone Wild? Yeah. Was it just like them showing their dicks and butts? Yeah. I would have loved that. I wanted it so bad. I would have loved that. Oh my God. I still think about it. Um, What was your first sexual experience with another person? Did you already say um, it? With another per, yeah, so my first sexual experience with another person was when I was 19 with, um, uh, boss I had no I oh, actually oh, oh, I went oh, oh. the entire freshman year of NYU what being closeted and I was like oh you I were was, still straight then yeah well I was pretending to be yeah and I was like an attractive twink and I look at pictures of myself were you a tish I wasn't yet okay so I was at NYU regular school and then later I would come out and transfer to tish and then start doing what I wanted to do. Cause it's like, you come out as your sexuality and then you come then they, out like- they place you. Right, and then they, 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 the they, sorting you're hat. the gay guy, you have to go <laughs> over here to Tish. <laughs> it's that easy to get in. People think it's hard. No, but I mean like, you say your sexuality and then you start saying like, actually I'm gonna come out with my real interests, my sure. real opinions, my real, yep, 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 you know, yep. this, that. And so I came out like summer after my freshman year cause I just could not handle it anymore. My horniness would skyrocketed. And I, the only real gay person I knew was my boss. And he, it was a mixed bag because like I was attracted to him. He was a lot older than me. He had had a lot of sex. So he kind of, uh, you know, was gentle with me and walked me through. 
And then when I wanted to break up with him and, and just start hooking up with people my own age, he didn't take that well. And it ended kind of weird. Um, that's honestly yeah. the worst part. I think that's the worst part of the situation for me. Although the power imbalance is unex- inexcusable, he should have never engaged in it. Yeah. But if you could have been like mature and been like, of course, like you are supposed to be with other people right. your age, like go frolic, be free. But then you think to yourself, like, of course, a 30 year old who's dating a 19 year old is probably not, not going to be the most mature yeah, person in yeah. the way that that breaks down. So looking back, you know, I don't really have any regrets about it because I was enjoying myself. He was very nice. Yeah. He was kind. And then it ended in a weird way. And I was just like, I just wish he could have been cooler about it in the aftermath. Um, and there was some stuff that went down like where I was just like, not really consenting to some stuff anymore. And so I didn't know how to speak up for myself. Sure. And I don't think he's a bad guy. I just think it was an 11 year age difference and a power imbalance. Yeah. You know I mean, and that's why whenever I see any big age differences, I'm always like, I hope that mm. person knows what they're doing. Mm. And I hope that older person like is being respectful and like is in this for the right reasons. I just, uh, the older I get, the 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 number keeps rising yeah, on no. like what I can like handle like conversationally like could I like hang out with this person for three hours and talk to them about stuff no the answer then, is no right by the way like and even like an old soul yeah no at like twenty one it's like, even give me a break probably worse than oh, just yeah. a dumb fresh one oh my god a twenty one year old calling themselves an old soul Ugh. fuck off Ugh. like and I my rules now it's like I won't date you if you're under twenty eight and if you're not in therapy. You have to be in therapy. My therapist told me that. She punched me and goes, you can't date someone if they're not in therapy. Wow. I have a gay friend who, when he gets into a new relationship, they go to a couples therapist almost immediately Mm -hmm. to just get in the swing of couples therapy being on the table. You know, I don't think it's a bad idea. Right. I I I think that people... That also might be a huge test in the beginning is if you suggest that and they're like, what? Right. No. And you're like, oh. Then like, okay, the fact that you would suggest it and they'd have that reaction probably means they're not the one for you. But I do think like that's like a relatively radical thing to suggest. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of woo-woo LA, but. I think it's woo-woo LA, but like, where are we? I like you know woo-woo I mean? LA. I prefer woo-woo New York. Really? Yeah. Do you miss New York? Yes. Do you remember your I Don't Think So Honey at my live show? Yeah. <laughs> You wait. You shouldn't say it like that. So I do a sh- I do a live show. I do a live podcast, and we used to do a live show on my podcast, Last Culture Resource. We do. We have this segment called "I Don't Think So, Honey," uh-huh. and you rant about something in culture that you like. You're hate. like, I don't. Think You're so, like, I don't yeah. like this. So Zach did "I Don't Think So, Honey" New York comedians because at the time a lot of us were doing musical comedy. Yeah, and you were, and you had such a funny line. You were like. What am I supposed to say? Your opener was strong, but your closer was flat. (laughs) And I thought that was so funny and such like a direct drag on me because I was so the singing comedian at the time. Yeah. But the joke's on you, bitch, and you can fuck off because my my album is number one in the country. I know. And it's all music, bitch. This is why you came on. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I would have... Infinite respect for you if you did that. Infinite, yes. This, is actually, but that was one of the best ones of the whole night. It, well, I did get a thunderous. Yeah, oh! yeah. It was amazing, and it was you and Joel. It was me and Joel hosting because Bone couldn't make it. Was just on this show an hour before you. Really, he was uh-huh. here. Uh huh. Oh my god, that's my sister. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How was he? Am I better? Oh, I would never, <laughs> ever answer that. 
Um, uh, Afterwards, you will. But yes. Um, <laughs> he's the best. I'm your, his number one fan. He's. You guys are both incredible. And I, I metaphorically sucked his dick, but I will suck yours too. And that yeah. you're so funny and talented, and I, I like look up to you. I you mean, know? likewise. I like I. I Especially like you and Darren. I love Darren Bluestone. He's great. Like I just love you guys together. And like anytime I see two gays like on the same page doing a, doing a thing, collaborating, collaborating. I'm like, I just feel like, you know, it it used to be that you. I don't know. It just didn't always used to be like this. Of course, you know? I feel like it was a scarcity complex, and like we were all doing our own things very individually, yeah. like walls up a little bit. And now it's nice to see us all kind of like. Helping each other, lifting each other up. Like I remember, we we met at JFL. It was probably like what six years ago. Yeah, and then um, we took we all took a picture together. It was like me, you, Joel, Mateo. I think Bone was there. Julio Torres. Yeah, and it was just like wow. There's like more than three gay comedians in a picture. Yeah, and it was like so weird that we were all there because I remember Joel Kim used to say that he and Mateo Lane were like the only two yeah. gays doing clubs. And they would never get booked on the same show. Yeah. Because the bookers Too just much. wouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um now that's like you you would never see that. You know what I mean? Like that I just feel We've so come much so far. better about it. Like, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm like doing like press right now for the album. And so one of the questions you get asked a lot is like, you know, how have you seen the the comedy community change in terms of this? Sure. And it's like it's like they're like as opposed to like five years ago. I'm like Jesus. It's like it's like a different world. In so it's like a totally many ways, different ecosystem. TikTok alone, yeah. has thrown it into a not a spin, but it's it's just thrown a new element to the to the game. Yeah, yeah, totally. Wait, but this is the perfect segue to talk about. This is your, the third perfect segue in a row. Well, they're perfect. <laughs> or is or is this something that you just say a lot? You know I'm turning so to the weird? I'm turning to the crew. Does he say this is a I perfect don't think segue? I've ever a lot? said it's a perfect segue. No, I'll, I will be honest. I, I think you actually are setting him up for perfect. You really segues. are. It's like you know the segments in advance. Thank it's you. Really okay, good. It is weird because yeah. you're. Yeah, I'm sort of a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe this in makes such sense. a massive way. Uh, but have you heard of Christmas? Yeah, live show turned fucking record deal. So turned stupid. number one on Al- iTunes. Yeah. So I started this in um, like 2017. I was in New York trying to sing on stage and do comedy, <laughs> despite what you wanted. Shut up. I know. I'm kidding. Um, but I was just like, I want to do a new show, but I had no ideas. And then I was watching an interview with Mariah Carey and the interviewer kind of said the quiet part out loud about like Christmas albums. Yeah. She was like, wow, you're making money every year. And I was like, wow, like that is really what it's about, right? Like Making money every these year. These pop stars like don't really love Christmas. They just want yeah, the market. The Christmas check. And I just think there's nothing funnier than capitalism, like bald capitalism. Like sure. I've, I just think it's so, especially because like as a kid, I always- wanted to be a part of the entertainment industry. I always wanted to be an actor. I always wanted to be like, you know, so many things. And then you grow up and you become like close to it and you're like, oh wow, PR really can get you booked on any show. It's, you know, if you pay for it. Uh-huh, isn't it crazy? It's just all money. It's smoke and mirrors. It's smoke and mirrors, it's money. Here's my favorite thing. When you go to an award show and you see there's the red carpet you would think that like the stars hit you, the stars pull up in their cars and they hit the red carpet. No. no. What happens is there's an a line outside of the red carpet that everyone in the business waits on for an hour at least 
to get onto the red carpet, and that is the least glamorous thing in the world, and that's the whole business. Yeah. Is it's like, it looks one way, but it is another. Mm -hmm. And so that's like almost with the Christmas album too, is it's like, I wanted to do this show where it was like, I literally posted on my Instagram in 2017, like, come to the duplex, I'm, I'm doing my Christmas album. It's definitely coming out. And so then my whole thing was, I was like this fake pop star with a fake Christmas album. And then like last year I got to do a special where I like blew out that concept. With Showtime. Yes. And um, I basically was like, you know, it was like this craven pursuit to be the prince of Christmas. Like Mariah is the queen of Christmas so that I could make money every year. And now this year I literally have the album and it's become, it's like, it's two things. It's like I stuck the bit of yeah. the quote unquote fake Christmas album now being real. But also it's like, I'm kind of doing what I thought I was funny. Yeah. It's like trying to like make this like a little industry for myself. So the whole thing is just LOL. It's also manifesting. I guess. You literally yeah. like, I am the Prince of Christmas. And now and literally are... sometimes there will be a thing, Matt Rogers, <laughs> comma, the Prince of Christmas, comma. And I'm like, do people know this is a joke? No. I guess maybe now it's not. They literally don't. I will say half of the people who absorb and enjoy that content will not know yeah. any of that origin story. Just, well, of just course, like, oh, they can't. Wonderful. Yeah, and they'll be like, wow, I can't believe the Prince of Christmas is coming to town. We should buy tickets <laughs> to that. And then they come to my show, and it's like, there's a song called Lube for the Sleigh about how <laughs> Santa needs to put lube on the gifts to fit in the big bag so they can all fit because he doesn't make two trips. He makes one big trip, and nobody asks why Santa has so much lube. The only person who knows is Mrs. Claus. <laughs> I wink. And that's the sort of shit that's on my album. I fucking love it. And it's number, it's number one. It definitely did go to number one on iTunes, which was like... Of course. You know what it's like? It's like, I feel like when we were younger, this, I, did you always do stand-up? Uh, what do you mean? Since like, birth? Did you <laughs> like when you started doing comedy, were you like a stand-up? I was a musical theater kid. Went to that college for that. And then when I moved out to LA, I found out it, I found it so hard to be an actor yeah. or to get anything of of like quality. So you pivoted so I started to like doing creating your own material. Yeah. See, and did you know that's like so many people that are like doing it now, like you and I, started out the same way because we never think of ourselves as even being viable possibilities in the stand-up community. Like when we were in high school, anyway, like I was like, it was like Dane Cook. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I understood that language, but I was never going to speak that language. Totally. And I never saw any gay comedians ever. No, and Ellen. So, right. And and even she ended up going just to be a talk show host because like, you know, whatever. But I just always, always thought like, I'll never have a number one comedy album because like, this isn't for me. And I always was like, I know what never is going to happen is I'll never be that like comedian that's going out and doing like three shows a night. Yeah. This this many shows a week. Like I'll never do that. Yeah. And then I ended up doing that and thankfully it coincided with them tolerating that because they didn't used to as sure. you know. Sure. And so the fact that it went number 1 on iTunes, I had like a moment yesterday like where I was like, wow, that really fucking happened. Yeah, it did. Yeah. You also skipped over a part in this story where like you were selling out like theaters of doing this live Christmas show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that's the thing that's been so cool about it is like, it's like, I again, I just didn't ever see it for myself. And so I remember like when we started doing the podcast, we were like, no one's going to listen to this. And so we just started talking like ourselves. Uh -huh. And then that's when Huge. people started listening. Yeah. And so I was just like, oh, and that broke everything open. So then like, I was like, 
maybe I can actually funnel some energy yeah. into this Christmas thing and people will come. And so it's my favorite thing I do every year. I'm going on tour again this year. I'm actually going to London November 13th to 18th, and then I'll be on uh, the road all of December and people wow. can buy tickets. Um, but yeah, it's like something I... Where should they find tickets while we're They can there? go to www.mattrogersofficial.com. Official, cool. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, like it's now all of a sudden something I can count on and do when people come and they're excited, oh and it's God. like, it's and just it's just cool. gonna grow, like the lore of it all, and you can also add, so you know, you can still yeah. change and wiggle if you want. Well, the reason I like that so much is a yes because of the fact that it'll genuinely grow, but also because that makes the bit even funnier. Yes, like the fact that Christmas will never go away, <laughs> and so neither will I. <laughs> It's like it's like Mariah has to find new ways to make it new and fresh every year. Like last year she rode the Peloton. This year she got frozen out of a block of ice. It's like that'll be me every year. Like I'll find ways yes. to drive you nuts with Christmas every year. I fucking love it. Now that I'm in the royal court. I welcome it. I I, I mean it, it wouldn't matter if you didn't. I'm gonna I do know. it. It's like that's my thing is now it's like whether you like it or not. It's happening. I'm Christmas canon. I love it. <laughs> Um, okay, let's play around of hot or not. <laughs> yeah. This is where I say something and then you tell me if you find it hot or not. Okay, great. Okay, uh, water sports. Uh, no, not. Okay. I don't want to be peed on. And you don't want to pee on anybody? Uh, you, I, well, yeah, that's a weird question. I, 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 I don't like the pee of it all. I, I just feel like I'll gag. You know what I mean? And maybe I can get used to it, but at this juncture, it's a not. Sure. Yeah. That's fair. I shouldn't even actually, I shouldn't probe further when people are like, I'm not into that. I'm like, why? No, you know what? I guess it is a hot or not and that's period. But also like, I do feel the need with a kink mm -hmm. to be like, it's just not for me. Yeah. Because I don't want to ever kink, kink shame. shame. Of course. And this is like, this is so interesting because people, a lot of people have that impulse. This, the whole caveat to this is just what you think. Good. So I want, I, so I will UCB don't think and I'll just say hot or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, feet. I want hot. Um, I will say I like I, I, a guy has put like all of my toes in his mouth at once, and it's like a it's such a foreign feeling. Yeah, it feels like you're like in a in a sea creature. <laughs> I just giggle thinking about it. That's how you know it's like like I, you know what I do like I like when someone grabs your foot and just goes and smells it. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's that's <laughs> you fucking demon. I know. Um, so feet is kind of hot. That's what I said. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, jock straps. Hot. Okay. Hot. Do you go to like jock strap parties? Have you ever been to one of those? I've been to a couple jock strap parties. I So the underwear party thing is like something I have to wrap my head around sometimes because whatever, boring dysmorphia, et cetera, yeah. which I think everyone goes through. But once you get over it and you go to one, it's kind of like it it's freeing. it's kind of fun and freeing and people aren't looking at you as hard as you are. Ever. That's literally true. That's a great note overall. Yeah. No yeah. one is looking at you as harshly as you think they are. And if they are looking at you, it's probably because they just want to fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And this goes for no matter what shape, size, whatever. It's just like no one is looking at you being like mm. flop. They're looking at themselves yeah. thinking that. And I think that if we could all get over that and say that out loud, we would all have a better time. And I also think like, you know, of course, there's like where we live in in a society where the gay community is like extremely racist. And like, you know, that's a lot of what again I can't say it because I, I'll scab. But I was in a movie that dealt with these themes and I was happy that it did because it's so real to people. Yeah. Um, 
And I'm so happy that we're at least saying like, hey, fuck off. And like these parties, these parties now like often are like, we encourage everybody, like, and fuck you if you're gonna be cruel. Totally. But like the underwear party and jockstrap thing, I'm I'm not into it, but I'll go to it. Okay. Yeah. Um, threesomes. Yeah, into it recently. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Wait, I was gonna say threesomes and group sex can be very, very different. Yes. I just want to make sure that everyone's having a good time. Sometimes threesomes are like someone's getting dragged along or doesn't want to do it. Yeah. I'm into enthusiastic threesomes. Great. And enthusiastic everything. <laughs> it feels like you're um, running for office or something. You're being very really because like- I said before I, I said some shit earlier about like a lot of other things. I'd vote for you. I I actually think you know what I would be really good at what first lady. You would. I think I'd be a revolutionary first lady for our country. Oh my god! I really do. I think, think about I would. The abs- Christmas special. You get to decorate the White House. Well, how would you decorate it? Modern, okay. very modern. <laughs> I would actually renovate a lot. Like the Lincoln bedroom would be so different. It'd be like Madonna, the Madonna Inn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just there like- wouldn't be a bed. <laughs> the whole thing would be a bed, so that everyone can like lay on the ground and like talk to each other like a party in Berlin. Shoes off White House. Exactly. Shoes off White House. Everyone, shoes off, casual, etc. We're all smoking comfy weed. Clothes. Yeah. It's comfy clothes. Comfy clothes. Comfy clothes. <laughs> Don't come to impress. You already you already impressed. That's why you're invited. You got here. Exactly. You got here. Now take your shoes off. Suck my dick. <laughs> um, come. I'm not crazy about come. Okay. Uh, it's And it's like, I know when I'm really into someone, when I can like, Swallow their cum and not even think about it. Oh, because I am, and again, like I do, I would love this to be something people listen to and be, and, and they want to have sex with me. So I'm not saying like ew, 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 like I need my hair out of my face. Like that's not who I am. I just don't love cum. I'm that's enthusiastic fair. about other things, of course. Um, hair pulling. <sighs> I absolutely love that you give each of these a pause. I want to be thoughtful. No, I'm. I I meant that genuinely. It, um, I, no, okay. not hot for me. I, I don't like. I don't it. like. This is weird for someone that takes it in the ass. <laughs> but I don't love pain. Fair. Yeah. Well, anal sex is only painful usually at this at this top at the top. You know what? Yeah, and also positioning matters. Oh my god! Like I can take a dick doggy style, and and it can only feel a hallelujah sensation. <laughs> sometimes I sometimes I am so shocked at the size of dicks that can go inside me. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Poppers are so... Are they your... They're the sixth food group. <laughs> They're the the top of the food pyramid? They're above dessert, yeah. <laughs> I literally, I... Is that one of the food things? Dessert. 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 Sugar. Dessert Sugar. is one of the, <laughs> the food pyramids. Um, no, I love poppers. Too much. I used to, before I got sober, I used to... I, I, have you like ever had like, Irritation on yeah, your nose. I had yeah. it the other day after Vegas. Mazel. <laughs> um, wait, so wait. I, this is a question though, because I was once dating a sober guy who was like, but I can do poppers. Oh, yeah. I mean, sober means a lot of things to a lot of different people. For me, it would be a slippery slope yeah. if I started doing poppers, I think. Right. Because that is like a high. Well, like it's absolutely you, a high. I mean, you go, Ooh. yeah, it's, it's, it's an altering of your state yeah. to enjoy something, and you can become addicted to that. Yeah. I would know. I mean, if I have chemical burns on my nose, you're not honey. sober. <laughs> yeah, right. That's interesting though because I remember I, it was he was he was sober and we went out like dancing with a bunch of my friends and someone. This is like a, in the era where people were really whipping out poppers on the, on dance, the dance floor, floor. a lot. 
And he, I saw like his eyes like light up. He was like, I can do poppers. Like, I bet and I was can. just like, I don't know. And then my therapist the other day, she made a joke because she's sober. She was like, no poppers for me. And I'm like, because um, I was talking about poppers because I shouldn't do them as much as I do. <laughs> and um, she was like, um, and I was like, wait, sobers, can sober poppers? can't do poppers? She was like, no, they're no. not really supposed to. And I was like, but I dated a sober guy who did poppers. And she goes, people say a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really gives people peace of mind to think like, to or Cali sober is a thing, you know? Yeah. Where you smoke weed. That doesn't make any sense to me. You know, doctors can prescribe it now, so I guess oh, there might can be- they? I mean, yeah. So Demi Lovato and doctors are like, <laughs> Cali sober? Yeah. I mean, this is the thing about life. Find something that works for you. Right. If popper, if you need to snort poppers every morning to get out of bed, honey, snort. I'm a, I, I love poppers. They're great. I do miss, I miss shrooms and I miss poppers. Wow. Yeah. Can't do shrooms either. Nope. I mean, I can, but well, I don't. I choose not it'll to. Ruin your life. It could. Yeah, I'm not willing to to risk it all. How long are you sober? Um, I'll be eight this month. Eight years. Uh huh. Wow. Congratulations. Thanks. That's amazing. It was a demarcation. Demarcation. It's a moment in my life where I'm like, oh, my career and everything got better when yeah. I got sober. Isn't that interesting? I mean, like, I I think about it sometimes. For me, it's like I don't have a problem, but it just might make things better. In my experience, it really does. Because if anything, like, uh, hangovers got worse as I got older. Mm. Um, so I wasn't losing that night. I was losing the next day, too. Yeah. I'd spend $75 randomly that I didn't need to be spending at that time and uh, maybe hook up with someone that I wouldn't have normally. Like, just little things like that. But they do inch you in a different direction. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely... And it's funny because I was just thinking the other day, I was like, what if I did stop everything like what if I did stop drinking stop doing this etc and I thought that would be really hard for me and I don't even have that thing inside me that's like you have to drink sure you know what I mean so my like heart goes out to anyone that like really sure, sure, sure. struggles because I think it's hard enough in our society oh to my even God. mitigate or like to even like everything manage. surrounded around let's everything let's go out and I was I was just talking about that with Bowen on Lost Coach is um like we were talking about that article that came out about Bravo, mm -hmm. about how like there's so much alcohol around. I'm like, there's not an alcohol problem with Bravo. There's an alcohol problem with our country, with our world. Like, let's talk about the NFL. Let's talk yeah. about like you know, I mean, any commercial, big the beer. Fact that, yeah, exactly. Like the fact that any, I mean, like any endorsement that's an alcohol thing is going to be worth way more oh. than it is. And it's the biggest celebs too. Yep. Like it's Snoop Dogg and like whoever, Andy Samberg with Corona. Yeah, exactly. You know? And then there's a there's an element of like chicness to it. Oh my Certain God. liquors and stuff, yeah. The way I glamorize like a martini. Yes. Oh my God, are 100%. you kidding me? And 100%. then talk about sex, you're on the date, you're like, oh God, not this guy for sure. Two martinis later. That guy. You're, yes, that guy. I'm like, He's the love of my life. Yeah. Like, how did I ever not see that two hours ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. you know, we live and we learn. Yeah. We live and we learn. Okay, let us... Was that the last hot or not? You know, I think it is time-wise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's nothing more I love than, like, an on-the-spot questions series. Oh, really? Like a this or that. Oh. Yeah. I mean... Do one more. Okay. <laughs> Um, 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 spanking. You don't Not like too hard. Wait, I like I'm, now I'm pissed that I asked you to do one more because I sound <laughs> so boring. I swear to God. I swear to God I'm fun in bed. Wait, we can, we can twist this. 
What are some of the hottest things about sex to you? Um, okay, I'm sort of an, in, I have like an intimacy kink. Oh, really? Like I love eye contact. I love, um, I, I, I think I could get into a little bit of like pretending we're in love. Oh, I like can, say you love me. I could get into a little bit of like intensity, like being called a good boy. Um, you know, like I would boy say- Boy and sir is a fun dynamic. Boy and sir is a fun thing. I would also say I don't, you know, I, I just, I, yeah, the poppers thing is definitely the the thing for me. But um, yeah, no, I, I would say that I err on the more side of like passionate, intimate, almost to the point of kink. Sure. Yeah. So that's, I guess, what I would say. Oh, I like that. Me too. That's actually very counterculture for gays, I think. Yeah, because I'll tell you what, like, conversations that I have on Grinder, which I rarely even go on that app anymore because I, I do think it's the worst app in the world uh, <laughs> in many ways. Uh, but um, does your go- best friend like work high up he there? Did okay. <laughs> And that's one of the reasons I hate that. Okay, sorry. Uh, it's okay. Um, but basically, uh, I just shook sometimes when I realized how quickly oh, yeah. it goes from like- Come drop a load of me. Yeah. Like that into like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you or like, I'm going to like, I'm going to like, you know, choke you or like, I'm going to ma- I'm gonna ruin you. Yeah. I'm like, I don't like this language. I'm going to stretch you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please don't. Y'all are good with this language, right? Like, this is what this podcast is? Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Joe actually looked a little scared. <laughs> he went, yeah. Because what if they were like, hey, that was not That's cool. That's not cool. <laughs> HR, HR's waiting right HR outside. Like, out. It's a sex show, Matt, not a fucking pervert show. <laughs> um, No, I agree. Well- I fear, and I promise I'll wrap this show up at some point. Um, I fear that like the gay community uh, really leans into the anonymity and like the facelessness uh-huh. and the like. I'm just a whole sir thing. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's the very opposite of your intimacy kink. I like my. I had an ex that, again, I was in love with, and then I think things started to go a little. I can't say this. <laughs> Great <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> All right, let's let's go. Perfect segue. <laughs> <laughs> that hey, I'm allowed one flop segue. No, you were you were brilliant, and I have loved so much. Here's what I'll say: on. I can be a whole. I can be a whole. I just I don't elect to be a whole. You know what I mean? Sure. And I, you know what I really don't like? Like talking to me like I'm worthless during sex, or treating me like you're gonna like like you're like big dogging me during sex. Oh, like I would like. You yeah, like no, you like that is fine, but it's, it's just like don't call me a faggot or a flagget. Don't call me a flagget. <laughs> <laughs> Let my freak flagget fly. <laughs> okay, so this next segment is called thoughts and prayers. We hear from the sexy, sexy listeners of the show. Mm-hmm. They have questions. They need advice. They have stories. Yeah. So we're gonna hit you with a couple of those. If you have anything juicy to tell us, please email us at afterhourswithzachnoetowers at gmail That is all spelled out. And or you can call us at 323-473-4533. It's such a good title, After Hours of Zach Noe Towers. Do you like it? I love it. So I like it too that it rhymes especially. Apparently there are a million shows called After Hours. Well, fuck them. I agree. Because they don't have a whole serious studio. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so this one, these are kind of long sometimes, but basically the gist of this one is there's a wedding coming up. Mm -hmm. The person is worried 
that one of their brothers is bringing their partner of five years. Cool, cool, cool. The other one is bringing like the flavor of the month person. Sure. And they don't want that person in the wedding photos, but they don't know how to communicate that. Oh, I think you just have to say it. I think that I think that person has to be cool enough to understand that they're just sort of, you know, not and, and also it's like part of the family. Uh, here's the thing about a wedding photo. It takes like not that long. It's like a 20 minute moment. Yeah. And also it's like the brothers aren't going to be in every shot, probably even less for them. I think it's like if you can't express to that person you what you want on your wedding day yeah. and they're not understanding, then it's a problem. But it shouldn't be a problem yet. Totally. I understand being anxious about it, but if you're really anxious about it, that probably means you have to figure something out. Sure. Because about- just ask. Just ask for what you want on your wedding day. Also, don't wedding photos happen after the ceremony? No, they haven't before. Do they really? Yes. Oh. So, oh, no, no, no. Wait. Okay. So mm, there's this. Yeah. There's the ceremony. Then off, often there's pictures and then, and then, it's then like the reception. The, okay. I actually think that is a okay time for things to get a little bit awkward. If you're like, hey, have Melissa go get us a pack of cigarettes, take the photos, and then she comes back. Yeah, 100%. And also, I think, I I just don't see a world where someone that's like been around for only a short period of time is going to be like, why why aren't I in the wedding photos? (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Like, I get it, but I don't think this person has much to worry about. Also, with AI these days, you could probably just sub that bitch out with like a, a bouquet of flowers. Yeah, or like, even if they are in one picture, don't use that one. Totally. Scrub it. Um, okay, this next one, an old crush is living with this person. Basically, they've had an on-again, off-again sort of thing for years. They've been off, though, for a long time. Mm-hmm. The crush is crashing at their place, and feelings have now sprouted up because yeah. they're, like, face-to-face, smelling each other's pheromones, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. So they want to know, is this the time to make the move, to open the conversation, to tell them that they actually might have feelings for them again? This is not the time to make a move. I agree. Because then you're going to make your home a really weird place. Uh-huh. I think that if I think that if there's something going on that's really distracting, then you need to say like, hey, I actually don't think this is a great idea. Can you find another situation? Yeah. Just because I have something going on and if they press, then explain. But this isn't the time to make any, like don't try to like fuck them. Right, and this person's obviously going through something if they're crashing on your couch. I would say, okay, so one thing that's really happened to me is I was in college, and he's my dear, dear friend now, but I was dating at the end of college my friend Dave Mazzoni. I didn't know you guys dated. For like three months at the end of college. Dave is such a cutie. I don't really know him, but. Yeah, you. oh, you should have him on this show Okay, when he comes to LA. He'd be great. Okay. He's got stories. Mm. Um, But basically, like, we were dating at the end of college. Again, this is like, 11 years ago now. And then we broke up. He kind of broke up with me and I was not feeling great about it, but wasn't devastated. But he was like, um, we were looking for places to live after college. And he was like, let's room together. And I, in my wanting to seem cool, was like, yeah, yeah, sure. And then when we did, it wasn't a comfortable environment for me because I wasn't really over it. Yeah, and you weren't, you didn't get to be yourself, probably. You were like, uh, you yeah. were kind of like, and I remember presentational mad. Yes, he one time he brought one of our friends, <gasps> one of our mutual friends home, and I heard them. Oh. And it, I remember I started shaking. I started shaking. I don't know if I was angry or just like jealous or what, but I was like physically not in my body. And I was like, oh, you have to be an adult here. And being an adult here would have been, would have meant being like, I don't think that's I don't a good idea. Here are my boundaries. But I was 22. Oh, my God. 
you, you know, you 21. needed that experience then because it's better than having it when you're 32. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, like, eventually, like, he did move out and everything settled and it was fine. But, like, don't do... If you ever had a romantic thing with someone, don't live with them. Just don't. Just because you don't know what's going to come up. And don't pretend that you feel one way when you definitely feel another way. Yeah, and it's you also know? okay to be like, hey, I don't know how I'm going to feel about that after you move in. Like, just to be safe, like, find somewhere else. Yeah, and if you really need the couch for, like, one night. Yeah, and if you feel like in saying that you're going to give something up to the other person, who who actually cares? You know what I mean? So what? So they think maybe that you're not over them? Who cares? Right. Ultimately, you're doing what's better for you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the it would be the worst thing ever to be uncomfortable in your own home. Oh, my it God. It would not be the worst thing ever for this person to think, oh, they still like me. Yeah. Even if that's not true. Like, Matt, these are very wise words. I don't know if your therapist is talking through you right now. My therapists, so I often do the thing in therapy where I'm like, I'm dumb, I'm dumb. And she always tells me like, stop saying that about yourself. You're very smart. Do you really think, do you say you're dumb? Is this therapy? It can be. Um, I, I think sometimes, well, no, I think of myself as like very perceptive and emotionally intelligent, but sometimes I, I get nervous that I'm like a wolf in sheep's clothing in terms of like adulting. You know oh. what I mean? Like, like even when Imposter I get, syndrome. yeah, like even when I get behind the wheel of a car, I'm like, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> like when I'm paying bills, I'm like, I don't this know is what crazy. this is. Taxes. Be like, I'm, I'm like, seventeen. I'm going to jail yeah. for sure. <laughs> oh, taxes are a mind fuck. Yeah. I know for a fact. Like I'm, I'm sure I've done them right, but this part of my personality creeps in when I'm like, I know that ain't right. Yeah. Like I know I'm an idiot, and then everyone's like, What do you mean? Like you did it right. Like. And like, did I? I or think, are people not paying attention? I think it comes from high school because I've always been the kind of friend in like a friend group that like was the clown just to like throw the scent off. Of course. You gay. know, my other things. Yeah. So I think that in my friends being like, we don't take you seriously. We don't take you seriously, which was my fault because I established you projected that. that. Yeah. Then it carried over into my friendships in college. It carried over into my friendships in my 20s. I'm and then, a goofball. Yeah, nothing's real. Nothing's real. Like, I'm an idiot. Like, I'm the butt of the joke. You can make fun of me, too. <laughs> then all of a sudden, one day, I was like, I don't like being treated like this anymore. And I actually, and I, the ways in which that stayed in my personality, I think, comes up sometimes. And my therapist, like, called me out for it. She's like, I'm noticing, and I wonder if you notice how much, how cruel you are to yourself about your intelligence. And I was like, I went cross-eyed. I was like, it's it, that's like why you go to therapy. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, to yeah. like hear that Have those spoken out loud. Clear moments of clarity. Yeah. Cause now I'm aware of it. And I'm like, even when you were saying just now, like, hey, you're really good at giving advice, my instinct was to be like, no, I'm in, uh, no, I'm dumb. I'm actually dumb. Wow. Isn't that weird? Like it's like it's like a thing that's built in. Like when my therapist told me she thought I was smart, I couldn't make eye contact with her. Aww, yeah, you're like an abused dog. I don't know where that comes from, <laughs> but like that is a thing. But now you're the prince of fucking Christmas. Sort of, but that doesn't mean I'm smart. It can. <laughs> I think, you know what I think it is? I, I will pat myself on the back for this. I'm, I'm a good fucking marketer. Yeah. Like I, I started this shit and it became an industry for me years later. Matt Rogers, I hate to break it to you. You're brilliant in a lot of things. Marketing is just one of them. I can't look at you. I know. I love it. All right. That was great advice from Matt Rogers. Please hit us up I'm, with your Again, questions. I'm upset that that was the last one. I feel like I could stay here for four hours. I mean, I have it in me. 
Um, email us at afterhours at zachnoetowers at gmail.com or call and leave an anonymous voicemail. We haven't gotten many voicemails recently. Hit us with your voicemails. What 323-473-4533. Matt, we've reached our final segment. Okay. And that is perfect, perfect segue, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> um, where I ask I humbly ask you to join the montage. Oh. All of my celebrity guest friends have contributed their sex noise, whether it be real, okay. animated, over okay. the top, under the top, bottom. Got it. Yeah. Do you want to just in the clear? Yeah. Fuck. 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 Fuck, baby. Fuck. 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 Oh, my God. Fuck. Oh, fuck. I really thought I was going to get a, like, I love you. <laughs> now I'm like, all of a sudden, for the very first time, I'm shy. <laughs> I'm really shy now. I'm not going to do it. You're all looking at me, waiting for me to do it. I, I love you. Yes. <laughs> I'm just going to, that's going to be my ringtone. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> See, and, and, and the like danger I feel around this is why it works. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and I'm not, it's so funny. Like, my friend suggested this to me as like a thing. She was like, "Yeah, this guy hooked up with wanted me to tell me tell him I loved him," and I was just like, "What?" She like, was like, "That's yeah, fucked it, up." She goes, "Yeah, it was so hot." I'm like, "You're disgusting. Leave my home." <laughs> and then like I tried it, and I was like, "Came really hard." Yeah. Oh God, I shot my load to heaven. <laughs> that, oh, here's one thing. I was hooking up with this guy in Fire Island, and he kept calling me Lil Bro because he was Big Bro. Oh. I shot. <laughs> to the mainland. Do you watch the morning show with Reese Witherspoon? Yes. You remember when she, went, when she went to space? It was floating right up there with The her. Hyperion launch. <laughs> that was me coming to the sky. Blast fucking off. That part. Matt Rogers, thank you so much for doing this show. Thank you. Where can people find you and support you? God, I feel like um, what, the, what you gotta do. Is to follow me at, at Matt Rogers, though, T-H-O, on Instagram. Not Twitter, unfortunately, but fortunately for my mental health. Yeah. Uh, my podcast is called Lost Cultures. This. It's with Bo and Yang and I. We have a really fun time. And you have to come on. I'm done. You have to come on. Whenever. Um, well, I really want to do, we're doing more in-person guests now. So when <sighs> Bowen comes to LA, we'll do that. The best. Yeah. It just works better. I don't like being on Zoom. And so uh, that's my podcast. And- yeah, um, my Have You Heard of Christmas album is streaming now, and I would love it if you guys came and saw me on tour, um, and you can find tickets to that at mattrogersofficial.com. Yay! Oh my God, this has been so much fun. And until next time, keep sucking and fucking. <laughs> and before I go, you know what makes me really horny? When people subscribe and review this podcast. So do that now. 